probably notice I got a guest with me today once again, and it is my wife, Melissa. And so you're probably wondering right now, what topic of love are we talking about today? Are we talking about marriage? Are we talking about children? Are we talking about something romantic and lighthearted? And it'll be a fun podcast, I guarantee you, but this is not the typical kind of podcast that Melissa would join me on. Uh, we are actually going to talk a little bit about politics, a little bit about movies, a little bit about Kirk Cameron. And I, by the way, I've been loving Kirk Cameron lately. I think that Kirk Cameron is one of the most solid Christians in our country. I think he's one of the most solid citizens in our country in terms of that he's just a very, it seems, active and involved member of society. And he is a leader in every sense of the word. And I everything that he puts out, I love listening to. Which, by the way, his uh, podcast takeaways is very worthwhile. Has lots of really good guests on there. And he is a wonderful host. But you are not listening to takeaways tonight. You are listening to the Bill Sang podcast. And I am Bill Sang. This is my wife, Melissa. She is joining me today to help me out with the topics we're going to be talking about. And Melissa, are you wanting to start off? Or are you wanting me to start off with our topics for today? Do you want to throw something in there uh. and throw the proverbial hand grenade into the mix and we start talking about it? Yeah, sure. Um, well, it just occurs to me that so many um, people in the news want us to rely on them as to where the world turns, you know, next and, um, you know, how things are going to turn out. And I just found a verse from Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8 that I think helps us realize we don't have to keep watching, you know, what's going to happen next because that's what they want. But actually we should just focus on God because he has everything under control and the wicked hopefully doesn't stay wicked. Um, But, you know, as Christians, we can, you know, remain um, strong in our faith. The verse from Jeremiah says, Blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So, yeah, I think that is just really good to realize, um, you know, we don't have to rely on the people that, you know, want to make the calls. So what makes you think of this verse at, at this time, at this on this day? What sorts of issues or whatever are coming up that uh, that make you think that this is a good reminder for people to have? Um, yeah, it just seems like we never know like what their calls are going to be next, you know, on the elections, and um, you know if there's cheating or not, or um, you know who's going to call the next state. And um, so it just says, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a year of drought; we can still. Um, bear fruit, you know, and prosper. So at the end of the day, it's God that's in control of all things. And it's fascinating. We were doing a study before church started up <clears throat> this morning. And uh, it might have well have been a study in the book of Judges, but we've been doing this Q&A series, and there's a couple people who were questionable in terms of uh, their inclusion inside of the Hall of Faith. And we talked about them, but they were all from the book of Judges. And it was fascinating as we looked at their lives that they didn't live in the most prosperous or good of times. And the judges themselves, they looked like very odd characters, not the most faithful. They weren't along the lines of a Joseph or Moses or whatever. 
at least not by our perception, but in the context of their times, they're actually incredible. And we learn, particularly in, in, as it related to Samson, that we see that he married a woman that his parents didn't want him to marry. And inside of the story, it actually put in parentheses, what his parents didn't understand was that God was using this marriage between Samson and this woman for God to be able to find a way to confront and basically uh, bring effective military combat against the Philistine people. So God is in the midst of all this. There's nothing that surprises him, nothing that's throwing him off. And so we do absolutely need to be confident. I think that's very a very good analogy that uh, it's not that the tree inside of the book of Jeremiah is not fearful that during the drought that it won't get any water, but that it's going to prosper regardless because it is God who wills it. Um, so as Melissa alluded to there that we are going to be talking about um, the elections that are going on. They still don't have all the results in regarding the House. They, you know, We're still waiting on the House or the Senate runoff, of course, um, in Georgia to take place December 6th, but they still don't have all of the votes counted up for the House of Representatives. And that's very disconcerting. That's very disheartening that they have not tabulated all of those yet as it's expected that the Democrats, not Democrats, the Republicans are going to control the House of Representatives. And uh, there's been this trend that every time there's a close race that all of a sudden we think we're, the Republicans think they're going to win. And then the margin gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And all of a sudden, a Democrat ends up winning. And it really makes you wonder as a voter, is my vote really counting or is there something else going on here? So I think that's a very great reminder right there that things are going to go God's way regardless of the way things look. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, to that? and I think it always takes us by surprise. Like, I think, I don't remember if it was, you know, in the night or the morning the other day, but I looked and I thought, how is, you know, this party ahead? You know, when everyone thought a different party was going to be ahead. But, um, yeah, it just shows us, like, just, um, it just helps me to remember, like, oh, I don't have to put my confidence in these people or you know whoever's counting the votes because who knows who they're going to pick mm -hmm. so and there's something i want to put to rest right now too and and i'll probably talk about more i say put it to rest but i still feel like this is worth talking about because after this election cycle a lot of talk about dumping donald trump saying that he's not worth it anymore all of his endorsements were wash-ups and uh, that he's not worth it as far as a candidate, that his time is done, all these sort of mantras going around. And I remember reading, uh, hearing an article cited by Bo Snerdley. Again, Bo Snerdley was the call screener for Rush Limbaugh. He has his own show now. Uh, it's actually called The Rush Hour, uh, Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. <clears throat> and uh, he read this article about a prominent Republican that said, you know what, it is time to get rid of Donald Trump. And I believe it was in the New York Post. And he read the article. And at the end of the article, he said, can you guess who wrote that article? And then he allowed for a moment of suspense. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Do you want to side with Mitt Romney? <laughs> I'm just out of curiosity here. How faithful has he been to his voters and to the Republican Party? Uh, last time I checked, not very. And uh, I was sent a link by a friend regarding the We the People Convention News and Opinion podcast. Uh, the host of that is Tom Zawistowski. And mind you, I'm kind of taking his word on face value on this uh, because I haven't had time to research it myself. But as it relates to Donald Trump, he said that 93% of Donald Trump's endorsements won. 
again, fact check that, look into it, see if it's true. But Tom Zawistowski is claiming that 93% of Donald Trump's endorsements won. In other, way, in other words, he endorsed more than just Dr. Oz and he endorsed more uh, than just Herschel Walker. He endorsed a lot of people in 93% of the one. In fact, J.D. Vance in Ohio, Senate, uh, he ran in the Senate. He won. That's pretty impressive. I mean, and so I don't think it's necessarily time to dump Donald Trump as far as a candidate. Um, but we really do got to be asking ourselves questions right now about what exactly is going on right here. As I see, there's the establishment, it seems like, really concocted a brilliant plan. And now we have DeSantis versus Donald Trump being set up within the GOP. And it's very interesting because I would never have seen DeSantis as being the person that the establishment would pick as their candidate. And it seems as though they're trying to set him up even. And again, I'm not going to say anything about that right this moment. But Melissa, there was a movie that we came across, um, Pure Flix. Pure Flix, by the way, Christian Streaming Network. And uh, we both really enjoyed it. Can you tell us a little bit about that movie and about what you've brought to us uh, to share? Uh, um, well, there's two movies recently we saw from Kirk Cameron, and um, it just kind of reminds me of, you know, what Donald Trump stands for and what America stands for. Um, and, well, for one, about Donald Trump, I don't think if we're in favor of him, I don't think anyone should dump him, you know, like, um, I think we should, you know, it doesn't matter what people say about somebody, and... Um, you know, if we see something good in somebody, we shouldn't, you know, hate them or dislike them just because of what other people say. Um, and I, um, but with um, the first movie that we saw recently, it's um, not, you know, it wasn't recent. It was from 2014, but still, um, it's called Mercy Rule. And I just thought it was amazing because so much of what we see, we don't even realize what's going on. And so Kirk Cameron addresses in Mercy Rule, in a fun way, um, just so much of what our government does sometimes. <laughs> you know. So let me give you kind of a backdrop for this movie. The um, Mercy Rule, <clears throat> it's about this man who owns a, uh, uh, what do you call it? It is a dump, essentially. It's, it's a waste yeah, like management a service. And uh, so they deal with different types of materials. They dispose of them. They, they uh, and... It also, part of the movie is that his son, and Kirk Cameron is the guy that owns this waste management service, and um, his son plays in Little League Baseball, and so they're learning all these lessons and stuff, but uh, Kirk Cameron's character, he is, um, <clears throat> he is dealing with the government because they have just tricked him into signing a, a contract that says... The, he basically signed up for a government subsidy that if he de deals with certain types of hazardous weights in a certain way, he would get the subsidy. Well, then somebody comes back to him and says that, oh, you breached our contract. You aren't handling hazardous waste property. And he finds out lots of things that he wouldn't consider hazardous waste. The government considers to be hazardous waste. And so now he's going to this hearing to confront, uh, I don't know if it's City Hall or whatever, he's appealing to the government leadership to basically say that if you say that this is hazardous waste and he points out a water bottle, then we really got some serious problems on our hands because if this is hazardous waste, then nobody should be allowed to handle it. Not even people should be able to drink 
bottled water and he points out to one of the people as they're trying to drink a bottle of water. So did you want to take it from there? Yeah. Um, And so I think it's really funny that um, he really approaches um, the uh, people that are trying to find him. And um, it's like, is it maybe like a kind of like a court setting? Yeah, it's some sort of a government hearing. Uh, I think that he brought it before City Hall. That's what I think it is. I'm not exactly sure what what exactly is going on, but I think it's City Hall. And he um, really addresses the fact that they're trying to bully the um, business owners by, you know, finding them and regulating them so much that that they're actually, then the government is actually controlling their business instead of the people controlling their own business. And um, he says that, um, you know, you do they do that until their profits are funneled into their own budgets. And so I'm like... Wow, that's interesting that Kirk Cameron, you know, is addressing that. And he obviously is in a movie, but it gets the point across, and he calls it theft by regulation. And so it's kind of shows what Donald Trump was against, you know, with tax cuts and with, you know, getting rid of all the regulations so that people can run their own business and uh, be part of, you know, what America was meant to be. And, um, yeah, and but it also goes back to the election that, you know, Kirk Cameron lets these people know, like, hey, you're still going to steal and lie and cheat and... You want me to read the quote? Okay. I think I should well, read the quote. Well, like, down, you know, maybe... Um, I think the whole thing. Okay. So, is that okay? Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read you the quote because she took the time to write it down, and I, I think that maybe my voice would be better for projecting yeah, this, okay. and plus more appropriate uh, coming from me because he does get kind of mean here at the end, but I think that it's totally appropriate and sums up the way that you and I and my wife as well, feel towards our government leaders. And so he's making this appeal to, again, I believe it is City Hall. And uh, he says, who am I kidding? I understand what this is about. I get it. You want to bully scrappers and recyclers with trumped up fines and dummy regulations until only you are allowed to run our businesses and all of our profits are funneled into your budgets. I get it. That's what this is about. You know it, and I know it. Theft by regulation. So do it. Steal from me and my business. Go ahead, but you will still end up with the short end of the stick because you are the ones stuck being you. Sir, I would rather live my life poor and robbed than as a swollen uh, little city spider draining anything small enough for me to tangle up and kill. If you want to come after me and my business, do it, and I will fight you. I will fight you until I drop. I will do it for my family, and I will do it for that team, and you will probably win. And the grand prize is what? A few bucks and sucking as humans. Is it worth it? I, I thought when I heard him say all that, I just I thought that was just one of the most wonderful movie lines. And you've probably never heard of Mercy Rule. In fact, I went on Rotten Tomatoes, so I got like a 30% audience rating. But that's not because it's that bad of a movie. It's because nobody knows about the movie. And uh, it's actually uh, uh, from, Can- what does it call it? Cam, Cam-, Cam- Fam Productions, Cam Fam Studios. So Kirk Cameron, he basically put the movie together himself. And it is a quality production, by the way. You should, if you have a family, I would highly encourage you watch it with your family because it is a really fun movie. Um, so I think that just shows us how to um, take, you know, when our government does things that we don't agree with. And, you know, Cameron's obviously a Christian, and 
so he's kind of teaching through that that you know they can still be the way that they are and um you know we can still you know hope for the best and um just have faith in what we do and not not desire even the least bit to be like them yeah and don't put your faith inside of government officials especially when it comes to establishment officials i mean that's where it gets really scary that's what really is what what i really want people to be aware of right now because donald trump is not establishment anything you say about donald trump he is not an establishment figure and by the way full disclosure right here because my wife and i we've talked about this off of the podcast Melissa is big time Donald Trump. She wants him to get the nomination and everything this year. I mean, you know, when when the election time comes. Myself, honestly, to tell the truth, I'm going to vote for Ron DeSantis inside of the primary because he's going to be in it. He hasn't announced yet. He's going to be in it. But having said that, why why do I want to vote for Ron DeSantis myself? It's because he is an articulated conservative. Now, do I think he's going to get the nomination? No, I don't. Honestly, I really don't think he's going to get the nomination. I think it's going to be Donald Trump, and I am glad it's going to be Donald Trump because I think he deserves a second term as president of the United States. It just so happens that his values do not align as closely with my values as Ron DeSantis does. But when it comes to primary, uh, Bo Snurdly had a woman named Diana May on his podcast, and he, he does on his radio show, and he has her on periodically to talk about these things, to talk about this whole dump Trump movement. And uh, they kind of called it out for what it is, that it's a political movement on the establishment right to dethrone Donald Trump from being the leader of the Republican Party right now. Because right now he essentially is the leader of the Republican Party. There's nothing they can do about that. But they they need somebody like DeSantis to interfere with that, to destroy, um, to, 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 to defeat Donald Trump within the party so that in the future they can then get rid of DeSantis and then get somebody else to replace him. And then it's back to the good old days when the establishment ran everything. Diana May said, don't be discouraged by this fight that's going to happen between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. We would like it to be kind. We would like it to be policy-based. We would like it to be something pretty and professional and no name-calling and all that. But what she pointed out inside of Bo Snerdy's podcast, it is a fight that needs to happen. And by the way, I have full confidence, at, at least in Ron DeSantis, that he can be a big boy about this. Donald Trump called you Ron DeSanctimonious. Sticks and stones right there. Melissa's laughing at that, which, I mean, it's, it's, name, it's, it's Donald Trump. He comes up with names for people, okay? And it's funny, you know? It's, uh, at the end of the day, I, don't, I, I think that DeSantis knows enough about what's going on to know that not to take it personally from Donald Trump. Cruz, he was a different story. Trump was new on the political stage, and so Cruz didn't know how to take it, so he took it personally i don't think desantis is going to make that mistake and i know that donald trump would never run as a vice presidential pick for anybody so i don't anticipate that for ron desantis if he were to win the nomination which is why i say it'd be great if trump won the nomination because then who is it possible that he could put on his ticket with him ron desantis that'd be an awesome ticket right there in fact that'd be the type of uh, job security that joe biden has right now having uh, Kamala Harris as his, uh, I won't call her vice president, but his backup person that if something were to happen to him, she would take over. Do you want that? 
I don't want that. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. Not even people inside their party wants that. So Ron DeSantis would kind of be like that to Trump, except for it'd be in a good way. <laughs> it'd be in a good way that, that the Democrats would not want anything to happen to Trump. Because then they'd have DeSantis, who is this bona fide conservative, running the country. Unless I'm kind of rambling. Do you have any thoughts on that or anything else? Um, well, on a, another note, I I think people should watch Tuttle Twins. Tuttle <laughs> Twins, yes. You should watch the Tuttle Twins. If you want um, a fun way to learn about how the government should run, I think. There yeah. And who knows, our future could be better. And I know that many of you probably have kids that um, read the Tuttle Twins. And again, I try to plug this as much as I can. The Total Twins have a show on Angel Studios app. So download Angel Studios app. They're the, they're the ones who created The Chosen, and the Total Twins are on there. <clears throat> and by the way, parents, I encourage you to watch them as well because they are educational. They do help you to understand how the government should operate, how economics should operate. And um, it's, it's really fun, and it's entertaining, and uh, you, you learn a lot from it as well. Yeah, and the books are a little bit complicated um it's yeah the ideas are presented are pretty complicated but in the cartoon i think it's a lot easier to understand yeah so but it's a lot of fun they have a raccoon that eats everything on the show a pet raccoon that eats everything I mean, how much better does it get than that and they also go into the future they fight they they, they don't fight worm people they try to reconcile worm people and uh they uh meet and frankly they travel in time it's 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 a it's a lot of fun trust me the grandma is very, uh, uh, what's the word for it? The grandma is very, um, there's a word for it. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. Irreverent. The oh, grandma yeah. is very irreverent, so she's a lot of fun. Uh, so it's a, it's a great show for everybody. In fact, the kids watched it with their grandma when she visited over the weekend. I, I think that she enjoyed it. I heard her laughing, so she must have been enjoying it quite a bit as well. And then our kids will know what not to go along with when the government does something. Yes, that's one of the most important things. And I remember one of my previous guests uh, mentioned in a Facebook post, uh, Jason DeZurich, that, uh, you know, we complain about socialism, but check your own life. Do you display certain signs and tendencies of socialism? Odds are lots of the people that are complaining about socialism when they look at their past voting records and such and what their preferences for political policies, you probably do support a lot of socialist policies. And uh, it's, it's good to surround yourself with ideas that are contrary to that so that you know how things ought to be run so that not only you vote the right way, so that they vote the right way as well. And uh, I don't have a whole lot else here. I think that we covered an awful lot in this time that we have had thus far. Is there anything else that you want to discuss, Melissa? Um, nope. I think that we've done a pretty good job at wrapping it all up. So now you, you're now you're right. Now you know how to think, and now you know what's going on. So never never trust trust somebody who's a part of the establishment on either side of the aisle. Only vote for those who declare their values loud and clear, and they do not bend or break when those values are challenged. I think that Donald Trump has done this. I think that Ron DeSantis has done a tremendous job inside of Florida. I wish that other politicians would follow in their footsteps and, and do the right things. But we'd like to thank you for joining us for tonight's episode of the Bill Sang Podcast. Again, my name is Bill Sang, and this is my wife, Melissa, who has joined me for today. Make sure to go to WilliamHSang.com and check out everything we have there. You can uh, subscribe to this podcast either by going on YouTube or to Rumble or to Spotify 
or to iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout. Go to all of the different platforms. In fact, subscribe to all of them. That way you get all these wonderful emails telling you about when I posted my podcast to each one of those platforms. Just flood your inbox. And uh, so we look forward to hearing more from you all, seeing more subscriptions. The podcast is doing great right now. So thank you so much for your support. Again, this is the Bill Sang Podcast. Have a good night.